Scotty, why do you always get to pick the topic of the show? Well, Brenna, driver picks the topic. Shotgun shuts her cake hole. Well, what do I get to do then? Uh, wanna say it's fun fiction? <sighs> it's fun fiction. Welcome to Fun Fiction, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly show about movies, TV, and how the internet ruins it. I am your host, Scotty Moore. And I'm your other host, Brenna Clark. How you doing, fam? Oh, and Brenna, the episode that should, let's be honest, this should have been our first episode out of the gate. I'm, well, we don't want to start out, like, too strong, because if I think we, if we would have started with this one, we would have scared people away. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was our first ever, like, real conversations, like, because like, we knew each other from college. I mean, obviously. And we hung out a few times, and then one day I just sat down and watched Supernatural and messaged every person on my phone, why the fuck have I never watched this before? It's amazing. And you were the one person encouraging enough to be like, no, it's okay, just live tweet the entire show to me. God, yes, because I needed someone else to, like, experience it. Like, me and my mom love it, but we're the only people that I know that watch it. Which I know it, more people watch it, but not that talk to me about it. Yeah, it, dude, it's so good of a show. And it was the first time I ever, and I guess tying into the whole fan theme that fun fiction is all about, this is the first time I ever saw a bunch of stuff online like, supporting my fandom. I had never had a fandom before this, Brenna. This is so amazing. It was your first fandom. <laughs> yeah, the minute I watched, and I think we've talked about this before, why it's hard for me to get into literally anything ever is because if, like, the first episode sucks, I'm out. You have to hook me in the first episode. And luckily, Supernatural did. Yeah, I, I I think that the first season is so amazing because it it really hits you with some scary ass monster of the week shit. Right. Yeah, it gives you that grown up Scooby Doo feeling that they finally tied in when they did an actual. I've not watched the most recent seasons, but apparently it's gotten insane. It's it's so good, though. I think this is the best it's ever been. Like, it had a, a lull for a little bit there, but it's it's getting its groove back. Well, it's just a matter of, like, when it, the show first started, first five seasons, you could easily, if someone asked you, what's Supernatural about? It's two brothers, and they hunt monsters. And then at some point, you had to start adding in, also, they stopped the Christian apocalypse, also, they've died a lot, and then, like, it just kept adding and adding until now, apparently, there's, like, multiple universes, too? yeah. And which I'm okay with, because my favorite character is back, so <laughs> it's all good. Which, hold on, which one of of characters? Well, I... We're, go we're gonna have the Sam and Dean <laughs> debate later, although I think we're both on the same yeah, side. Yeah, debate, like, what the fuck? Um, there's only more, one right answer. More like Dean bait, this is what it's gonna be. Exactly. I, well, Charlie is my spirit animal, and I hate, like, you haven't, you don't, you don't know everything because you're behind, but... Oh, Brenna, I read spoilers online because I was so, like... Uh, it was a matter of I don't want to go this far without knowing where I'm going to end up at. Yeah. So I did spoil it for myself. That's fine, I guess, because it was very emotional for me. I cried like a fucking baby. See, with you, one of your favorites came back for it, and with me, so is one of mine, but apparently he's already died again. Who? S spoiler alerts, by the way. Oh, sorry, left. guys, yeah. And that's uh, Gabriel. Oh, God, I hate Gabriel. What? 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 You Brenna? would like him. He's such a dick. <laughs> How dare you do this? I hate him so much. I think that's actually on my list somewhere. <laughs> What the f- No! Yes! 
Also, fun fact, while you were just discussing this, and I'm fixing it right now, but the unicorn necklace you gave me broke as if it was my heart breaking <laughs> as you told me you didn't like Gabriel. Look, this is not the like biggest fight that we've had or are going to have, so it's okay. It's all right. This show could 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 should just be called Friendship Tester at some point. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Um, so, do you have a least favorite? Uh, well, I don't like Gabriel. We've established this, but no, I don't, also... Don't, no, don't. No, I'm getting... Up. Don't talk about him. <laughs> I'm getting... So, okay, it goes like Gabriel and then probably uh, Metatron and then Kevin Tran. I hate Kevin Tran. <laughs> What the fuck? I hate... I don't even know why he just annoys me so much. I can't stand him. If it wasn't for knowing what Kevin is like behind the scenes, because he's apparently the goofiest human being on the planet, I would probably hate Kevin, too. I mean, I'm sure he's very sweet, like, as a person in in the real, but I, I can't. I just won't. I can't do it, Scotty. Also, speaking of in real life, this is the first ever cast that, like... I'm really interested in seeing them behind the scenes and like the interviews they do at conventions and shit. They are it it warms my heart because like Jensen and Jared are brothers basically and then Castiel's <laughs> like their cousin or something. It's just it's adorable the camaraderie that they have. Me- Misha is their weird cousin they invite over to make fun of who's just like, guys, can we just play Lego for a few? And they're like, yeah. no, we're gonna play football, bitch. It's like, no, please. But it's just him, like, holding the football and them taking turns, like, tackling him. <laughs> yeah. I still love, uh, was it Misha's car they filled up with pennies? Who was it that got the penny Oh my treatment? god, I haven't heard about that, I don't think. Wait, hold on. Do you not know this? Um, I think it was Misha and Jensen. Hold on. So, what had happened was, it was Jared, and Jared and Misha bet $10 at every point they would win on uh, Words with Friends. Yeah. Which which is gonna make a lot of money. And so, apparently... Jared ended up getting this amazing, like, multiple word score that ended up being, like, 200 points. And so he beat Misha by 200 points. And so Misha gave him that $2,000, all of it in coins, 78,000 of which were pennies. I would be so mad. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, it was his trailer. So there's actually pictures online of Jared looking very upset as he opens the door to his trailer and there's just pennies everywhere. And can you imagine him, like, scooping them into, like, a bunch of big containers and taking them down to the local Walmart and doing that Coinstar thing so it'll (laughs) make it cash? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think he ended up donating it to charity because that's the kind of boy Jared is. Uh, I guess. But going back to the worst character on the show, firstly, Metatron is up there, but there's not one character who has ever given me the sheer hatred, vitriol, and wanting to jump through the TV a la Steve from Blue's Clues to kill them. (laughs) Who? And and the worst is I don't know his name. I do not know his name right now, but it's the fucking vampire hunter (gasps) guy. Oh, wait. I thought you were about to say the vampire, and I thought you meant Benny, and my heart was about to break. No, not Benny. Okay. Uh, It's... Shit, what the fuck is this dude's name? Hold on, Supernatural Vampire Hunter Asshole Gordon Walker. That's his name. You have used your one Google lifeline for this podcast. You're done. I'm sorry. But yeah, Gordon is easily my least... So much so that... His actor, um, Sterling K. Brown, I can't watch him in anything anymore. I, like, I, I think he was in Black Panther, and I was immediately like, you better be a bad guy, because if you're not, this fucking film's gonna be ruined for me. 
Well, lucky you, I guess. <laughs> I was like, yes! And they're like, oh, didn't you see him in all of his other cinema, like, all the, all of his other great roles where he's such a good guy? And I'm like, mm, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, you shouldn't watch This Is Us because he he's really great in that and you would not feel validated by it. Yeah. Um, also, going back to amazing characters, and we've talked about it on the show before, but I, I do want to say it is totally worth it to wait four seasons to get Castiel. That sweet, sweet angel boy. Like, I don't know what the world did to deserve him, but whatever it was, it was good. It felt like when you played a video game and grinded for, like, eight hours to unlock that one character you really wanted to play as. I was like, it's him! I've done it! I did it! He, uh, just how innocent he is, I think that's my favorite part about him, that he knows nothing, so he's just one walking joke. Oh, uh, no, my personal favorite Castiel line of all time, and one that I definitely used after I drank all of the stuff we made for Halloween last year, was, I found a liquor store. <laughs> and? And then I drank it. <laughs> I, uh, I love when he was, like, they were out doing, investigating, of course, and he's like, I'll question the cat. <laughs> and just, like, grabs the cat and starts talking to it. Yeah. Um, if we're just going great Castiel moments, him watching porn and trying to... <laughs> I have un no idea what she's doing with the pizza man. <laughs> that, oh my god. Uh, do you have a favorite season? Because I do. Oh, did I write that down? I was looking. Uh, I don't... I don't I know. Mean, we you go first. <laughs> we can both agree that seven, season seven was hot garbage that deserves to be thrown into the sun, right? Which, who was the big bad in that one? That was uh, the season where they were like, instead of a villain, the real villain is a bunch of dick jokes. Because uh, that's the Leviathans. Yeah. I mean, it definitely wasn't my favorite, but I don't know. I don't know. I have a hard time being like... This was shit, because I love this show so much. The only good thing to come out of the Leviathans was evil Leviathan Cass, who real really turned me bisexual. Uh, mm. I mean, just... Let me just tell you that I, my favorite thing is when these characters play different characters and get to show their range, and especially Castiel, when Lucifer took over his body. Lustiel is like... My mecca. I just... It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for me, season five is easy... Season four or season five, but I'm giving five the edge because it has my favorite episode in it. What's your favorite episode? The end of season five. The season five finale where, like, Dean just puts in the cassette of Rock of Ages by Def Lep and just roll, strolls into the battle between Lucifer and Michael like... What's up, bitches? I'm here now, too. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, I can understand that. I think... I, I'm trying to look. I think that season 10 is my favorite um, with the whole Mark of Cain deal. That was some good oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I have contemplated getting the Mark of Cain, like, on my arm. And no. Just kinda... Let me... Okay. No, so this is really, like, scary, but one day... I don't know how long after watching the season, but you know how you, you wake up with bruises randomly and you're like, oh, what's that? Well, I kid you not, on my arm was the Mark of Cain. Not a huge one, but a tiny, like, miniature version. And I was like, am I possessed? Brenna, Brenna, we have to get an exorcist in here, like, now. I mean, it's gone now, but it was there for, like, a week. So, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to run around with salt hula hoops around me and just be like, get the fuck away, get back. I mean, it might be a good idea, though I don't have the first blade, so you might be okay. Yeah, well, that should be. I want a first blade. Like, I just, if someone out there wants to make a replica first blade and send it to me. I'm almost sure that there's one on the internets that you can buy for $400, Scotty. You don't want to do that? <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll work. That'll go back to my... I used to wear Dean's necklace, and I think you remember this, because that's when we went to college together. I wore I do. Dean's necklace all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, I, I went full Dean for a year there where I was just like, I know I denim and flannel's not really my look, but... <laughs> but it's happening. But it is now. Including so much as to making a supernatural parody that we did on an early show that me and Blake used to do. Did you ever watch that? It I was don't, hot garbage. I don't think I did. Well, essentially... It happened at the same time where they were going to play a game of Nerf Zombies, which is where you just, you stood at the end of a hallway and you had a bunch of people run at you like zombies and you had to take them out with Nerf bullets. So we decided just to combine that with our Supernatural parody episode. So it's not good. It's just a bunch of college students hopped up on Red Bull running at us as we shoot them with Nerf bullets. I mean, that sounds wonderful. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's fine. It, but unfortunately, due to the fact that I did use Hell's Bells in it, YouTube refuses to let it happen anymore. Yeah, you should have, like, not done that. Yeah, but Brenna, if I, I, I am an artist and I have to remain loyal to the original content that I am parodying. I will, I will say that this show has, like, some of the best music of anything on tv yes 100 percent. they just decided to go out to every because very few genres speak to my heart like 80s rock and roll does yeah well you know and it's it's one of the very few shows where the like um previously on i never skip because i get to hear the bop that is (laughs) carry on my wayward son oh yeah yeah um, with me, and I don't know why this one is sticking out to me so much, but it's the episode where Sam and Dean escape that bank robbery. And it's, it's, it's like one of the earlier episodes, like leading into the whole, like the government is aware of what you're doing thing. Um, but they're escaping the bank and then you just hear the openings to, um, oh God, why can I not remember the name of the song? I've already used my one Google. I uh, you can't uh, do it. Oh, oh, oh it hurts. Yeah, give me a minute. Oh my god. There you go. Sticks. Yeah. I was about to like Eminem rap god through the whole song until I reached the uh the chorus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they'll be like, okay, I got it. Um yeah, that cranked up and I flew out of my seat with joy because it's such a good song. And like we said earlier, Rock of Ages. My favorite Def Lap song. I mean, you can just jam to the whole thing. Like, I, you can just sit there and just be washed over with The Rock, but not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I wouldn't mind being washed over by The Rock. I'm just saying. Oh my God. Or, watched, or watched over, and he's just like, sleep now, sweet child. I, no, I don't think, no, I don't want to wake up to that, no. I, he, but he would wake you up at four in the morning, and then you get to go pump weights with the rock. I do. I look like I pump weights. <laughs> like, well, you don't know. But after after getting your personal Dwayne babysitter who watches over you like a Jack Edward Cullen in the night. Now, don't you start using my fantasies against me, Scotty. <laughs> No, not tonight. You're going to try to go to bed, but you're like ruffling around. Garrett's like, what's the problem? You're like, it's The Rock. It's not Edward anymore. <laughs> that's, ex- that's exactly it. That's my nightmare. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. So to finish it off, best episode of Supernatural. Boom, okay. You have to go first. <laughs> I knew that you were going to ask me this, and I have a couple that I want to mention at least before I get to my favorite. But true to our brand, you know, the whole God writes supernatural fan fiction is like, yes, legit. I'm shocked. It it took us almost 20 minutes to bring that up. Uh Uh, I was waiting on it. And then also the, um, musical episode based on the fan fiction that God writes and mm-hmm. we come to Scooby Natural, which is literally the best episode of TV in the history of life, the universe, oh, and everything itself. 
I still, Brenna, don't get mad. I still haven't watched I, it's It's okay because you know what? It's something that you're going to get to experience and you'll be so happy when you do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as for me, I mean, I know I already said the season five finale is my favorite. I guess, I, I guess there's a difference. There's two types of episodes you can say are your favorite. There are in storyline episodes and your favorite out of those, which season five is my favorite. But then there are also the goofy one-offs where you could just be like mystery spot. I was about to say mystery shack and I know uh, that's wrong. No. <laughs> uh, mystery spot. They're all Gabriel centric, but like mystery spot was very good. Um, the bad luck rabbit foot episode. I can't remember. I think it's bad day at black rock. Sorry. I t- <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just remembered the Yellow Fever episode. Oh, shit. Yellow Fever is really good, too. And then, of course, the number one one. Actually, I don't know. I think I like might like Mystery Spot more than that, just because it's so funny seeing all the ways Dean dies. But um, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, probably number one, top of the heap, is... Is it called Channel Chasers? What's it called? The fucking I can't use my Google. Oh, um, shoot! It's it is Ghost Facers. No, not Ghost. Oh, Facers. what are you talking, I'm talking about? I'm talking about the one where Gabriel shoots them into the fucking TV. Oh. And Sam, Sam has a sexually transmitted disease on that one commercial. I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. I'm surprised that's not one of your the top. Of, well, it does have Gabriel, so that might uh, be why. Yeah, there we go. Put the pieces together. <laughs> It's such a good episode, though, Brenna. I don't know what to tell you. They're in all of the best TV shows. I guess. Um, you're you're salty. Um, (laughs) only slightly, but it's fine. But you know who's never salty? Actually, they may be salty. No, they're sweet. They're sweet, but they're also full of spice and everything nice. Aw, it's the The Powerpuff Girls. The Patreon Puff Girls. Yay! And boys, over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, guys. If you want to support Fun Fiction, a load of BS, all of the BS network programs, you can over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. You get access to our exclusive Discord. You get shouted out on the show of your week. Show of your week. Every show of your week. Choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just distracted. Dwayne's telling me it's time to go to bed, but it's I'm, I've still got still got to do the rest of the show. Dwayne, uh, he's sitting down. He's all tuckered out. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. And I just pet his bald head. Yes. Uh, but yeah, if you want to join those lovely people, you can at Patreon.com/slash a load of BS. So, Brenna, we talked about the show. And I got mad because I realized I should have made more succinct notes because my Google my Google bone was tingling that whole time. Oh, your Google bone. The Google bone. Uh, so now it's time to get into what the people on the internet did with this <laughs> lovely show. And um, I will I will start off. I'll let you go first. Thanks. But I do want to say uh, I did make sure to not include the bagel fan fiction. I... Th- I mean, thank you, but I still don't know what that is, but it's we don't have to get into it. Okay, well, I'm going to be Googling this whole time while you do that. You son of a... Okay, well, I've been nervous about this fan fiction since I found it because I couldn't not read it, but it, it, I, I, I'm just going to read it. Um, okay. It's called Supernatural Dog Edition. <laughs> Okay. By Schmacky. And I love it so much. Okay. Milk bones. Milk bones. Milk bones. Oh, Sam the sheepdog thought as he sat on the kitchen floor wagging his tail hopefully. Was there anything better than a milk bone? Well, in actuality, there were probably a great many other things, but for a dog to think in this manner would be blasphemy. Blasphemy! Truly, milk bones were the center of the canine universe. And if it wasn't milk bones, it was sure to be something else of that ilk, all of the genus Dogus treatise. Any self-respecting canine would want nothing more from life than a simple, humble milk bone, a pat on the head, and a kind word of praise from its master. Or, at least, that's how Sam was trying to think. You see, Sam was a very special dog, not a dog who would usually spend his time thinking about dog treats. He was a hunting dog, but not in the usual sense. He hunted the supernatural. 
Sam had been bought as a puppy by his owner, John, and trained, along with his dog brother, Dean, to hunt and kill all sorts of paranormal ghoulies. After all, it was the responsibility, nay, duty, of a dog to keep dangerous things away from its master, so why not the whole of humanity? But the lifestyle wore on Sam. He soon found himself yearning for a different life. A simple life. A biscuit and walkies kind of life. So he ran away. He lived on the streets for... Biscuit and walkies! I know! He lived on the street for a few weeks until a nice lady had taken him in to live with her and her golden retriever, Jess, on their farm. Sam had been with them for a few months. He was happy there. What dog wouldn't be? He got lots of attentions, walks, the coveted milk bones, and even a dog girlfriend. He was happy. Except, of course, he did have the brief flashes of despair, usually when he thought about Dean or John. Sam wondered what they were doing and if they were okay. He guessed he'd never know. Well, he did find out one evening in October. Sam! Sam! Jess's anxious barks roused him from his slumber. Woof, what is it? Sam said groggily. Jess's teeth were rough and insistent as she tugged on his collar. Arf, arf, there's somebody downstairs. What? Sam shook his shaggy fur out of his eyes. I heard something. Go down and check. Woof. Sam was about to say he wasn't a watchdog, for God's sakes, but with a sigh, he guessed he better go look. Okay, sit, stay, good girl. He left Jess sitting nervously on the plush dog bed as he went to go greet their intruder. Sam approached the kitchen carefully, quietly. Indeed, he could hear noises, and he could smell something rank. In fact, it smelled a lot like... No. Sam shook that thought from his head. He peeked around the corner in a rather endearing way. Yes, there was someone there, and they were... They were... Eating his milk bones. All right, you son of a bitch, stop that right now. Ruff, ruff, Sam shouted, not really. <laughs> not, <laughs> not realizing the rather humorous irony of his words. He batted the thief aside with a large paw. Whoa, arf, fuck, ow, it's me, you fuckhead. The small yellow corgi barked, knocking his head on the floor. Dean? Sam asked in disbelief. <laughs> what, what, what are you doing here? How did you find me? How'd you get in? I followed your scent, dumbass. Bark. I also asked around, and your <laughs> and your and your doggy door was locked. Arf, arf, wolf. <laughs> Listen, I need your help. Dean said, running the sentence together. He seemed scared. Sam noted. Why? What do you need? Does it have to do with Dad? The the, the endearment slipped out by accident. Sam was surprised at himself. Yes, Sammy, he's missing. You have to help me find him. Dean lifted a stubby little leg to emphasize his point. Come on, let's go. Sam was stunned. What? No, Dean, I can't do that. I have a life now. Here. Woof. Oh, for fuck's sake, just come and make it easier on us all, bro. Dean snapped angrily. Oh, oh, all right. Sam answered somewhat regretfully. I should say goodbye to my dog girlfriend, though. Arf. Oh, fine, but do it quickly. Several lies and one tearful farewell later, Sam and Dean slipped out of the doggy door. So where to? Sam asked. Come with me, Wolf. There's something I need a little while away. Fuck, I hate the countryside. After about an, half an hour's walk, Dean went to a spot and started to dig. Soon he retrieved a book. He showed it to Sam. See, this is Dad's journal. I think there may be clues to where he is. He nosed it open. What do you think? Sam looked at the pages. I don't know, Dean. I can't read. Dean was furious. What? What do you mean you can't read? I was pinning all... All, all my hopes on you being able to read. Fuck! Dean flung the diary a few feet away in rage. Rage. Then he sat down, sulking. After a brief pause, Sam nervously inquired, Can you read, Dean? What? No, of course not. I'm a fucking dog, Sammy. Bark, bark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Another pause. So, I guess we're back at square one, yeah? Yeah, Dean murdered sadly, but then he perked up. But hey, we're dogs. Arf, we're good at smelling and all that shit. We could track him down that way. True, Sam said thoughtfully. So where's the car? Huh? Dad's car, Sam said somewhat wearily. We'll need transportation. Transportation. Oh, uh... Transportation. (laughs) Back at the motel where he left it a few towns away. Lucky we were so close to you, wasn't it? Rough. Dean, why didn't you bring the car? How will we get anywhere? We can't walk the whole way. Hell, you look like you're about ready to drop dead now arf i can't fucking drive sammy i'm a dog and besides i tried and my feet couldn't reach the gas pedals or the steering wheel i'm a corgi for fuck's sake he sounded on the verge of tears oh dean it's okay we can walk it'll be fine let's go are you sure sammy do you really think we can find him can we do this bark 
Dane tentatively asked, sounding unsure and horribly nervous in general. Yes, Dane, together we can. We'll do it. We'll be okay. Arf. Sam suddenly felt an overwhelming rush of love for his dog brother. <coughs> All right, Sammy, let's get the show on the road, Dean barked happily and darted out across the road. Sam glanced down at the road and felt an ice splash of icy panic. No, Dean, wait, look out! Sam howled along with the screeching <gasps> tires. <laughs> no! <laughs> now, afterwards, if you had asked Dean if there was anything he could have changed about his departure from this world aside from its thorough untimeliness, his resounding answer would have been the goddamn car. In Dean's mind, being converted into road pizza by a five-ton semi would have been a far more dis- dis- dignified death, a man's death. But, unfortunately, it wasn't an 18-wheeler, the manliest of vehicles and bane of small critters everywhere that cut his promising life short, but a Toyota Corolla, the humblest of vehicles, perhaps rivaled only by the Ford Fiesta. Yes, a Toyota, driven by a young couple, early 20s, who were not only engaged in a marital way, but also engaged in a conversation about the proper way to boil an egg. Incidentally, this very argument would be their undoing, as morning after morning, the same fight over and over for 10 years until the man came home from work to find the house empty and the kids gone and a note from the missus on the dining table. The couple were too engrossed in their discussion of shells and firm yolks that they never noticed the small corgi scuttle into the middle of the road. They did, however, notice the small bump and howl of of disbelief from the side of the road. The following half hour was a blur of obscenities, disbelief, and a call to animal control. Sam wondered what kind of freaks kept animal control in their cell phone contacts list. Next thing he knew, he was being tossed in the back of a truck. Sam vaguely remembered biting the guy the taste of blood in his mouth. The first thing Sam noticed after coming out of his haze was that he was in a cage. The second thing he noticed was that a part of his anatomy that he was rather attached to was missing. He let out another yell of despair. Looks like dogs aren't cut out for the supernatural after all. The end. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but I could not read it. Fuck you, Brenna. But it's it's so well written. If you cut out the last two minutes of that, that was my favorite fan fiction we've ever read on this I know. podcast. <laughs> oh, I think there needs to be a new rule, like uh, like what we did with, or what I found with uh, Dipper Goes to Taco Bell, where you can just cut the ending and write a new one. I think that needs to be a new rule, <laughs> so we can just kind of cut the bad part off at the end. Holy shit! <laughs> I mostly I, was, I left was it for like Doggy Sam to go to the crossroads and sell his soul to bring his brother back. I mean, he probably would have had he not been picked up by animal control. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now on to mine, and well, firstly, I do want to say I did Google supernatural bagel fan fiction, and apparently, there's like more than one. There's, like, multiple weird Destiel Wincest fanfiction where they're all either... Like, the one I found, Dean is a meat kebab, Sam is a bagel, and Cass is a marshmallow. It's all just garbage sex fic. I just don't understand. Including the phrase, he gets up, putting on his pants and a shirt after, (laughs) after reattaching his meat dick. No. What is this? I don't know. Wait, hold on. The end of it has Castiel, who is a marshmallow, get knocked into a microwave and then melted. That's sexy, I guess. Now, here's the thing. There are two... The fan fiction I did bring to the table, there's two ways I can read it. Because it's a very... It's not long. It's 3,500 words. I can either read both chapter one and chapter two, which will remove a bit of the, a bit of the, uh, I guess, ambiance of what's happening to Dean, or I can just read chapter two, and you can figure out what's happened as it goes along. Um, let's do chapter two. Okay. And this is from Live Free or Nah, Just Live Free by by Shadow Hatcher. After hell, 
After purgatory, Dean thought nothing on earth could compare to the pain he had felt. Apparently he was wrong. Or maybe after a year of purgatory, he was going soft. Either way, Sam wouldn't be mentioning to Cass or Kevin, and especially not Crowley, that Dean spent the whole two days of driving back to the Men of Letters headquarters curled up next to Sam on the soft leather of the front seat. It was a worried Sam that juggled the key and most of Dean's weight through the door of the Batcave the third morning of Dean's sickness. Garth! Kevin, a little help! Sam yelled as his increasingly heavy brother weighed down on him. Kevin came in first, hair must from sleep. What's wrong, Sam? Whoa, whoa, Dean, are you okay? Not waiting for a response, Kevin rushed to support the older man's practically dead weight. Something bit him, Kevin. We need to figure out what so we can cure him, Sam said lowly, trying not to let Dean hear. Dean made a sound between a groan and a growl, slowly taking back his own weight at the sight of of new company. It was a freaking teenager. He... Dean paused, stumbling to head seat, stumbling to the head seat of the command table. He said he was some sort of vamp, though obviously he wasn't. This girl, he breathed in deeply, face an impassive mask. She was practically drooling all over him. He, he was super pale, had almost yellow irises. He trailed off and shook his head. Hey guys, what's up? I hope you're happy that I got both Castiel and Crowley to go to sleep finally. They're still not on a... Garth stopped abruptly. Uh, did something happen while you guys were taking care of my salt and burn? Dean whipped around at the new noise. I don't think that was a salt and burn, Garth. Sam answered for the two of them. Well, then what was it? We don't know yet. Dean ground out, eyes shut tightly. Anyone up for a little research? I might be incapacitated for a bit. Though whatever it was coursed through his veins like a white-hot sword, seeming to cut up whatever it... Okay, they just didn't finish that sentence. That's cool. (laughs) Uh, Sam nodded and looked to the two others. We'll work on it, Dean. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll work it out, hopefully in time. Dean paled. Time? That freaky pale dude said he would make me heal in three days. I bet whatever it was will be finished by then. Well, how much time do we have left? Kevin asked. Dean counted on his fingers, muttering. Probably seven hours, maybe less. Sam asked. Do you think that we can still help you after that? Well, Creepy Eyes thought no, but he also thought he was a vamp, so I'll give it a hard maybe. He winced and unceremoniously dropped to the floor. (sighs) Dean! Dean! Someone was shaking him. Dean figured he'd never really fallen asleep, just drifted in and out of pain-filled consciousness. Somehow he felt just fine now. More than fine. Perfect. He felt perfect, and he couldn't decide if that was a problem. Sammy? He spoke, eyes still closed. Yeah. Hey, Crowley and Cass think they know what you've been injected with. Crowley said that it was a matter of seeing it for himself, but I didn't want him to come in here while you were sleeping. Crowley. Of course it would be Crowley, Dean mused. The demon had gone through quite a big change in the last months. First, the pure human blood Sammy had given him caused him to regain his human emotions while still holding all of his demonic and witch, apparently, powers. Dean remembered Garth showing up with Cass in tow one day, completely freaking out at the sight of the ex-king. His reaction, however it amused him, was nothing like Kevin's. When the kid realized that the guy who tortured him over and over was being invited into their home like some stray dog, he blew up and initially refused to stay with them. Kevin cooled off when he realized how much knowledge and and, and animosity? Kind of. I guess it's the adjective version of animosity and amenable Crowley could divulge and by drilling the demon in the men of libraries let men of fuck this fucking (laughs) sentence the men of letters library he had reserted himself as a workaholic AP student this time studying the supernatural they made a warped kind of family Dean realized they took turns hunting and trying to avoid the many angels trapped on earth and it was far from the first time someone came home injured seemingly It was far from the first time someone came home injured seemingly beyond repair. Having a somewhat angel and an almost demon on hold could do that. He just hoped whatever had been done to him was as easily reversible. Dean opened his eyes. Dude, whatever the... Whatever it did, it sure whacked out my sight. He jumped off his bed with an ease he hadn't felt since Cass remade his body. How long was I out? Sam didn't answer. He gaped at his brother blankly, uncomprehendingly. Dean looked at him quizzically. Five hours. You've been out five hours. Really? 
Felt like longer. Ah, doesn't matter. Let's go see Crowley. Dean said quickly, immediately rushing out the door, and before he knew it, he was at the control table, waiting for someone to notice him. Dean, Crowley said without looking up. Kevin and Cass, who were sitting in the library, whipped their heads around to see him. I was right. He grinned slightly, turning to an unamused Castiel. He's an incubus? Kevin gasped. Wait, wait, hold on. (laughs) Yes. Wait, wait, hold on. What? Dean furrowed his brow. Crowley rolled his eyes. He's an incubus. Not the demonic kind, but it travels by injecting venom into a victim. Apparently, most of these incubi and succubi think they're vampires, holding little contact with the supernatural world and living off of human blood. Dean growled low in his throat. Cass looked up from his current book, confused. I was under the impression that an incubus lived on sexual intercourse. Yes, they're supposed to. Seriously? You make me think that I have to drink blood when really all I need to do is get laid? Come on, man, that's way different. Dean ran a hand through his hair and leaned against a bookshelf. As I was saying, Crowley continued, they're supposed to live off sex. The reality, however, Mm. is that all of them use blood as a supplement. It has the side effect of keeping their eyes red. The more blood you take in, the more it's reflected in their eyes. Windows to the soul and all that. Yes, yes, you have your soul. Crowley cut in when Dean looked up hopefully. Basically, the more blood they drink, the less they could feel physically. Some of them just wasted away, sitting on chairs for hundreds of years. Oh, and you should know... He paused to grin, a grin grin that Dean decided could not mean bad news. Another side of drinking blood is the sunlight. Well, he chuckled. Kevin urged him. What does the sunlight do? It makes them sparkle. Dean (laughs) groaned. The end. I love it. (laughs) This is the best fan fiction ever. (laughs) Yeah, chapter one has them actually, like, meeting Bella and Edward, and I, I, it's just essentially how Dean ends up getting bitten. I think Dean gets stabbed, and so Edward bites him to save his life, and then they take him back to the Batcave after that point. The, the Batcave? That's what they're referring to. Batman's Batcave? No, uh, that's what they're referring to the Men of Letters hideout as, is the Batcave. That's disappointing. Yeah, no, unfortunately not. I Although, I guess they also put it in because Vampire is so Batcave. I don't know. Fuck it. I get Who knows? Who knows? Um, so, Miss B, that was a real fun thing we just did, taking things that people have written and then reading it. But I just... Do you think there's a way we could make money off that? Like, if we just read a long thing like a book? It sounds boring. Yeah, but... <laughs> I've done it. I've done it three times so so far, and you have no idea. Yes, it's bone chillingly boring. I'm sure. But after I, but after I did it, I of course put it up on Audible.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Audible.com gives you access to over hundreds of thousands of audio books that you can download and have access to at any time, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, you can get my books on there. Uh, the Quiesel Corp, first two books of the Quiesel Corp trilogy, BS versus the Gods, which is kind of my own homage to Supernatural. Uh, that's going to be up there soon. So make sure to check that out by using our official Audible link, audibletrial.com slash BS Network. You get a free 30-day trial, a free copy of an audiobook, so you can get one of mine. Or, uh, Brenna, what have you been jamming to? Well, I have been jamming to Dry by Neil and Jared Schusterman, and it's okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's her whole preview. It's good. Download it, guys. I mean, what more do you need from me? <laughs> uh, and if you want to download it, make sure to use the link audibletrial.com slash BS network. So, Brenna, we've read our fan fiction. But the real test is going to be this. Can you construct the best supernatural fanfiction of all time? Well, now, I don't know about best. It is, though. It's going to be the best around. Look, I'm looking at Dwayne. Dwayne's on the bed. He's just waking up, and he's giving me a big thumbs up. He says it's going to be the best. All right, if you think so. Okay. Um, So, (laughs) 
I know that I did this the last time I wrote a fan fiction, but this is a Buffy crossover again. So fucking hell, Brenda. Well, it's look. I had this started already, and I am lazy as hell, and I'm going to use what I have if I can. Um, okay, and it. It's the first chapter to it that I haven't written anything else to, and it's been like three years or so. Um, but I have big plans for it. So uh, we're taking a trip into the past with mm, Brenna Clark. Yeah, well, I added to it to make it our word count. But um, I'll explain some things afterwards. So uh, Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> The men of letters hideaway didn't offer much in natural light, but Dean's internal clock woke him out up with the roosters anyway. He groggily rolled over in bed, grunting in protest from exhaustion and the ache of his ribs underneath him. His mind was rested, but his body was worn ragged. He noticed that he was still fully clothed, and his feet felt heavy. Upon further inspection, he saw he had also left his boots on from the night before. The bed was caked with mud and monster slime. How long had it been since he washed his sheets? He stretched, taking a mental note of every part of him that responded with a jolt of pain. He and Sam had fought a pack of monsters that they had never encountered before last night. They were huge. They were grotesque. They were strong. Dressed in what looked like judges' robes, their large white heads lay above a neck wrapped in tentacles. Their eyes were black and soulless. The little creeps had a single bony prong that sprung out of each hand like a fucked-up wolverine. When he had mentioned the resemblance to Sammy, though, he had commented that they were actually like X-23 and proceeded to ramble on about comics for the next hour. Nerd. The two of them had ganked all but one of them, and that was only due to Sam's protest that he needed to study it. The Men of Letters had an extensive library full of diaries and books of lore, most of which Sam had meticulously studied, and never once had he found an entry on those freaks. They subdued it, bound it, and stuck it in the bunker in the very same room where Dean himself had had been imprisoned while overcoming the demon he had become. It made him a little sick every time he saw it. He mostly let Sam do his thing while he stood in the doorway. They hadn't been sure what wardings to use, not knowing what type of demon or spirit this was, but Sam brought out all the big guns just in case. After the battle, dragging the monster back to the bunker and subsequently getting a little drunk, Dean was beat. However, today was another day, and th- there was surely ass that needed kicking. Dean sat up and rubbed his eyes. Fuck. Dean swung his legs over the side of the bed and stood up. Even after all these years, he still got sore from hunting. He took a step forward and winced. He rolled up his jeans to find a huge purple bruise covering his knee. He shrugged and kept going. Sam? You awake? Dean's voice echoed throughout the bunker. There was no reply. He chuckled to himself as he imagined his lanky little brother slumped over another long, disgustingly boring record of how an original Men of Letters member had slain his first vampire. Nerd, Dean thought to himself again. He explored the main room, searching for his brother. When his search came up empty, he headed back to the bedroom area. Sammy? Dean turned the corner to Sam's bedroom and saw a dark figure in the doorway. It was staggering slowly into the darkness of the room. Dean's brow furrowed and his heart rate quickened. Sam, are you okay? Dean sprinted the rest of the way into Sam's room and saw his brother fast asleep, sprawled out like roadkill across his mattress, much like he must have been this morning. Everything was normal except for the damn monster that was making its way to Sam with one stupid, bony, ugly prong sticking out of its hand. It saw Dean, then lunged for Sam. Sammy! Dean screamed, jumping off of the floor, then landing onto the bed on top of Sam. The prong went deep into Dean's side and he cried out in pain. He convulsed and his eyes rolled back into his head. His hands seemed to be trapped at his sides and he was unable to move his feet. Without the knowledge of the men of letters, they were clueless as to what this creature could do. Am I dying, he thought to himself. Is this really how I go? Shit. His mind was racing with questions. He felt another stab, this time on his arm. He stopped shaking and was able to focus on his surroundings once more. A stranger dressed all in white was standing over him, holding a syringe. Dean opened his mouth to tell the man in white where exactly he could stick that needle, but no sound came out. He tried to bring his hands to his throat, but they didn't budge from his sides. He started to panic, eyes bulging and the veins in his throat stretching from the effort of trying to scream. He was so taken aback that he didn't even have time to wonder where he was or how he had gotten there. It felt familiar somehow, sort of like deja vu. His eyes trailed across the room, noting the stark white walls and the heavy metal door just beyond the man who was towering over his vision. 
The man smiled, flashing rows and rows of beautiful white teeth. It's okay, Dean. Just relax. The sedative is kicking in. You're having another of your episodes. Take slow and steady breaths. Everything is going to be just fine. The man spoke with an intoxicatingly slow southern drawl. He bent down, shining a pen light into Dean's pupils. He was face to face with Dean now, so close that if Dean was in charge of his body at the moment, he could have headbutted him and made his escape. He started to feel dizzy, and he fought the urge to close his eyes. The room swam in front of him, but somehow the man's form stayed perfectly static. As Dean's vision continued to fade in and out, he struggled to focus on the man's features. The piercing blue eyes stared deep into his own faded green eyes. Suddenly, recognition hit him like a ton of bricks. Before he could react or call out, his body drifted to sleep. His mind was the last thing to power down, and the last thing he could hold on to was it whispering over and over, Benny. Then everything went dark. Dean? Dean? Dean! Sammy's voice cut through the darkness. Dean drew a heavy, gasping breath. He sat up so quickly that his neck pulsed from the whiplash. Holy shit! Dean roared as he felt the searing pain in his side. He held his wound as he was sitting on the floor and took a moment to take in his surroundings. Suddenly, he remembered the monster lunging for Sam but stabbing him instead. Dean was on his feet before Sam could even react. Where's that big, ugly fucker, Sam? Where? Sam held Dean's shoulders and gently turned him toward the other side of the bed. The monster lay sprawled out on the floor, unconscious, in a small pool of green slime. Dean could see a fragment of the bony spike sticking through the creature's hand. I took this out of your side, Sam said, holding up the other and longer end of the spike. It stabbed you pretty deep, Dean. When I pulled it off of you, the prong just snapped. Its head hit the ground pretty hard. I, I think I knocked it out. Your your eyes were rolled back in your head. I, I couldn't get you to wake up. I think I screamed your name for ten minutes straight. Sam was rambling, and it was making Dean nervous. He only rambled when he was anxious. Dean sat down on the bed. He looked at his brother and crossed his eyes while scrunching up his nose. Don't be such a bitch, Dean quipped. He watched with relief as the worry faded away from Sam's face as he replied with his lopsided smile. Jerk. Dean kicked the monster in the groin, or at least where a groin would be if it had one, hoping it would make him feel better for getting knocked out of commission from one quick stab in his side. It didn't. He sighed and sat down on Sam's bed. Sam joined him, watching the monster with a hawk's eye. They sat in silence for a moment. Dean was the first to break it. How long was I out for? Dean asked. Sam, not looking away from the monster, replied. At least ten minutes. I told you. I was screaming your name over and over again. I thought you were having a stroke or a seizure or something. What happened? Do you remember anything? Sam's voice was frantic. Dean cleared his throat and he and breathed in deeply. I, uh... I had a ridiculously vivid dream. I, I don't know what kind of hallucinogens are in that thing's vim, venom, Sam, but I haven't tripped so hard since that Metallica concert. Dean laughed, but Sam didn't join him. It was just a joke, Sammy. Lighten up. Sam was studying him. What was in the dream? Sam inquired. Dean adjusted his weight, wincing as he leaned toward his wound. Sam was putting his detective hat on, Dean knew. He must think the dream had something to do with the giant monster. Dean was less convinced. He had nightmares like it before. When you're a hunter, life is pretty much one huge nightmare and there's really no escape from it, not even in sleep. Dean would humor Sam, though. He always did. Well, break out your dream dictionary, Sammy, because it was pretty fucked up. I don't really know where I was. I think I was strapped to a bed. I couldn't move my arms or legs. There was some dude standing over me. He was dressed like, uh... A nurse or something? He was wearing all white and had a syringe with God knows what in it, and he had injected it into me. I started fading out, and... And... Dean's voice wavered. Sam lifted his gaze from the monster to his brother. And what, Dean? Sam asked. Dean locked eyes with Sam. I could have sworn it was Benny. The voice, his eyes, it was him, Sam. It had to have been. But I can't figure out what all of it means. After I blacked out in my dream, I woke up. Have you figured out anything else about this thing? I know you must have stayed up late trying to find any trace of it in the archives. No, Sam sighed, and as much as you're going to hate this... Dean stood up quickly and violently. You're keeping the damn thing, aren't you? Dean growled. Sam sheepishly looked from his brother to the monster. Dean, I have to. I mean, who knows what lasting effects this venom might have on you. You could grow a second head. Your brain could pour out of your ears. You could spontaneously combust. We know nothing about it. Until I find out, I really don't think killing it is the best idea. Dean felt his brother's words hit him harder than the Undertaker's tombstone pile driver. 
He's, <laughs> he's fucking right, Dean thought. I could be dead in the water right now, and no one would be the wiser. I hate it when he's right. He gets Dad's smug asshole face when he's right. He forced out a smile, trying to keep the mood light. Why is it always the negative with you, Sammy? Isn't it just as possible that I could turn into Spider-Man or something? Dean quipped. Sam chuckled lightly in spite of himself. A low growl cut his laugh short. The brothers looked toward the monster in unison. It was beginning to stir. They needed to move quickly, and both of them knew it. Sam stood at Dean's side and motioned for him to take one of the creature's arms. They took hold and silently dragged it back toward the warded chamber. The monster didn't struggle, but Dean could see its eyes moving behind the lids. It gave him a feeling of dread in his stomach. Hey, Sammy? Yeah, Dean? How'd this thing get out anyway? I mean, the chamber has way too many protection spells and wardings for a stupid blobfish of a creature like this one to break through. Dean asked through a strained voice. Sam's brow furrowed. I hadn't considered that. Maybe I left it open after studying last night? I'm not really sure. The Winchester's paces slowed as they reached the door and both of them stood in apprehension for an awful moment. The door of the chamber was just as they had left it, sealed and charmed. They placed the creature against the wall. Sam examined the door. Okay, this is weird. He gently unlocked the door and they moved it into the room. Dean watched his brother go stiff as a possum playing dead. He struggled to see what Sam was looking over, looking at over his stupid broad shoulders. He had always thought it to be extremely unfair that his little brother was much taller than he. He got that from Dad, of course. Dean was shorter, like he remembered his mom being. He shook himself from his reverie and pushed Sam playfully. Hey, you're too gigantic to just stop in front of Pete. Dean's voice caught as he heard a feral snarl. He shifted to his brother's side. There, sitting bound in the chair in front of him, was their monster. Sam cleared his throat. Well, that answers your question. Dean stood still, his mouth opening and closing like a fish gasping for air, as he tried to think of something funny to say. He had turned hiding behind comedy into a lifestyle. Whenever he was most afraid, nonsense would come out, and it both calmed him and made Sam believe that one of them was sure things would work out. Right now, he was speechless. How many of of these things were there? How did this one find them? What would happen if more descended upon the bunker? Without another thought, Dean took out a pocket knife from his jeans. Sam was still focused on the monster in the room, so Dean took his time unfolding the blade, trying to be as silent as possible. He knew Sam would try to stop him if he knew what he was doing. In one swift movement, Dean brought the knife down straight through the skull of the monster. It let out a strangled keening sound, and its whole body shook violently. Sam whipped around, taking one look at the monster and his brother, and screamed, Dean! The monster in the chamber matched its dying brother's wail, and a sound unlike any other filled the bunker. Sam and Dean both fell to their knees, holding their ears. Just when they thought their heads would explode, the sound stopped, and the monster outside of the door fell to the ground and subsequently melted into nothingness. The remaining creature had gone silent, but its black eyes were shining in an unmistakable rage. Sam looked at Dean with almost the same intensity, and he shrugged and deadpanned. We can't keep every stray that walks in here, Sammy. The end, for now. (laughs) Oh, I like that. I liked it too, but then I never did anything with it. (laughs) You're like, I've got to keep going with it. Come on, bro. Give me some good, good, like, Twilight response, and then maybe. <laughs> yeah, so everyone go to fanfiction.net, find Brennosaur, and tell her to keep writing. Yeah, go comment on my shit. <laughs> <laughs> comment, motherfuckers. Damn it. Uh, so it's been an episode, Brenna, but we need... The fanviction to start pouring in because there's not a lot. There's enough for us to probably get going for next week's episode because since it is spooky, spooktober. Spooktober. And since my original idea was to go super not creepy and do Monsters Inc. I mean, but it's got monsters in it. It's got spooky... Actually, no. The first monster I was ever afraid of was from Monsters, Inc., and it was Randall. Because oh. I was like, you you can't see him. He is a creepy motherfucker, I will say that. Yeah. But instead, I recently... What was it? It was some clip on YouTube of Mr. Michael C. Hall, and it reminded me how much I loved Dexter, the spooky killer blood boy. That's my boy. So next week we're going to be doing Dexter. 
We don't often do two TV shows in a row, but I I need it. I need some Blood Boy in my life. I'm into it, man. Yeah, so, Brenna, it's been an episode. Where can people find you on the internet? Well, in addition to my fanfiction account on fanfiction.net, you can find me at uh, Brennasaur on Twitter and Instagram. That's B-R-E-N-N-A-S-A-U-R. And you could find me on Twitter under Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E M O. And make sure to buy all my books on Amazon. The Queasel Corp trilogy, BS versus the Gods. I'm starting work on a new secret. Pro- it's the new BS sequel. So, so yeah, BS versus the sequel is happening, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to get ready for it by checking out BS versus the Gods and to check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS dot com ladies and gentlemen and then of course if you want to support us you can at patreon patreon.com slash a load of bs or by picking up some of your favorite fun fiction merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and of course remember to support send in your dexter fan fiction or of course just leave a comment below subscribe so you get your daily dose of I guess weekly dose of fan fiction sent straight to you. I mean, I am contemplating maybe doing something in the future with daily content. So if that's something you'd be interested in, comment down below, ladies and gentlemen. So until next time, Miss Brenna. I would say stay away from baby Hitler, but I'm pretty sure did it seem in- <laughs> Dean ganked him already. <laughs> Saving people, killing Hitler, the family business.